0: Let's stand together tonight, Matthew chapter number 16, Matthew 16. And uh, I want to look at verse number 13 tonight, Matthew 16, verse number 13 tonight. And uh, I want to share some things in the Word of God with you tonight. Uh, that has been on my heart today, and I trust will be a help and be a blessing to you. The Bible says when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked His disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. Now let me give you just a thought here. But the reason they may have thought that Jesus was John the Baptist was because He preached with authority. The reason he may have thought that Jesus was Elias was because of the miracles. And the reason that they may have thought that Jesus was Jeremiah was because of his weeping. And Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. And the Bible says, He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of of the living God. Jesus said and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, for Jonah, for flesh and blood, have not revealed unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now I just want to say this tonight. I know right now with hurricanes and floods and all that, The world might shake a little bit, but I'm glad the rock I'm standing on is a solid foundation, and that rock will stand. Amen? Praise the Lord for that. Well, we are just a few months away from our mission conference here at Calvary. In November, we have mission conference. We begin on the 5th, and we go through the 8th. And by the way, I just want to say this so we can give God the glory, but Sunday morning here at Calvary, our missions offering alone was over $6,000 just to missions on one Sunday. And I want to thank God for that because that helps us get the gospel around the world. But I want to say as we think about missions coming up, and we have missionary families in and Some of you families will get to be a part of their lives and, and do things to them. Some of you ladies get to make them baskets and do a, a lot of wonderful things we do for them. We need to be reminded of the greatest mission of the New Testament church. And that is to win people to Christ. Now I'm not going to finish tonight uh, what I want to preach in this entirety So, I'm going to take a couple parts of it, give it to you tonight, and then I'll do next Wednesday night. I'm in town, and next Wednesday I'll do two more parts of it. But I want to talk to you about being a soul winner, about being someone that reaches others for Christ. I want to listen, I've always said that we are to try our best to build churches by winning sinners to the Lord. Don't you believe that? And I believe all of us could use some help in being the kind of soul winner that God would want us to be. I know I could. Amen. Father, thank you tonight for the Word of God. Thank you tonight, Lord, for this good number on Wednesday. And Lord, by their testimony, some of them have had a tough day today, maybe work or maybe things they've had to do and deal with. And Lord, I just want to be an encouragement to my people. I thank you for them. Lord, they have came tonight because they want to be here. And Lord, I know they want to be here. Lord, if they didn't, they wouldn't be here. And Lord, I pray that you put something on their plate tonight. Help them, Lord, when they see people tomorrow that don't know the Lord, that they'll be able to have enough power to witness to them. Or at least share with them what you've done for them. Lord, again, thank you for the good singing tonight. God, the girls did wonderful. Choir was wonderful tonight. Lord, I pray that you'll bless the preaching of the Word of God in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. You can be seated. One of the greatest institutions on the face of the earth, I believe, is the local New Testament church. I believe that everybody ought to be a part of a local New Testament church. Matter of fact, it was at the local New Testament church... That I got saved. Somebody from a local church told me about Christ. For most of you, it was the same case. I was baptized in a local church. Baptism, a, a ordinance of the local church. I'm glad that I had that opportunity. I was also called to preach through the influence of a local church and a local pastor. I'm glad to be a part of an independent Baptist church by conviction. I'm glad that God's placed me in a fundamental Bible believing Baptist church. And Let me emphasize I am a Baptist and I'm glad that I believe in the doctrine uh, uh, that we hold to and the teaching of the Word of God. I want you to understand this. Uh, It is amazing to me uh, how much God does through and by the local church. And that's the meaning of the local church. But tonight, I want to talk about the mission of the local church. The mission of the local church. And I want to go to a couple places in the Bible tonight and begin this uh, little bit of a short series I want to do because I've been burdened about this thing of missions and reaching the lost and winning lost people. But friend, most of it will not be done inside of these walls. Most of it will be done outside of these walls. And let me just say it like this. It'll be done by you. It'll be done by you. And so I want you to think in the Word of God what it means to be a soul winner, what it means to win people to God. First of all, I want you to take your Bible, if you would, and go to John chapter number 20. John chapter number 20 tonight. Take your Bible, turn in the Word of God, John chapter number 20 tonight. Now, every instance I'm gonna share with you, matter of fact, if you will study your Bible, and I was studying this today, and I thought it was pretty interesting statement, some of you probably know it, it's kind of elementary, but every time the Great Commission is shared in the Word of God, it was always shared after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Every time. Always after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. The great commission was shared. And let me say this today. For a lot of churches, it has become the great omission instead of commission. A lot of churches don't go so winning, don't knock on doors, don't run buses, don't try to bring people in. Matter of fact, churches are dying all across this country. And I talk to pastors often whose church attendance is struggling and churches are struggling because they are not out trying to get people to go to God's house and to hear the gospel. Friend, it is the good news, by the way. Amen? amen? It is the good news. Now, are you in John 20 if you are? Say man, Thank you. Verse number 19. The Bible says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said to the Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he shewed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. I bet they were, and said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Now I want you to think about this with me tonight. This is the first thing I want to share with you. God sends us to sinners. God wants us to go to people that are unsaved. I want you to understand tonight, and I read this great statement, Brother Woolwich, and it ought to be in the front of all of our Bibles, but here's the statement I read. You can never witness to the wrong person. Hey man, isn't that amazing when you think about it? Hey, and I like that statement because everybody needs Jesus. Who did Jesus come to die for? He came to die for everybody. How many of you believe in a whosoever will gospel tonight? I believe Jesus came to die for everybody and everybody can be saved. But listen, the Great Commission did not start on earth. I want you to watch this. Listen to what Jesus said in the Word of God. He said, as my Father hath sent me, so send I you. Jesus, the Great Commission, started in heaven. God sent His Son. God gave us the gospel. God sent his son. And so Jesus came. And Jesus shared. And Jesus died. And Jesus rose again. And then after he rose again, he said, As the Father sent me, so send I you. He wants you and I. He wants you and I to share the gospel with people. Can I say this to you? I want you to understand this tonight. We need to get to the place where we share what Jesus has done with others. Amen? Listen, I'm telling you. Can, hey, Calvary, can I tell you this? And I know you guys don't travel in churches like I do. But you know, I am amazed how many meetings you do. And it's like nobody ever brings anybody in that's unsaved. Nobody ever brings anybody in that needs to... Y'all remember back in some of years ago, when well, you used to have revival or a meeting, uh, uh, they'd have a pack of pew or, or they'd have families come in. I mean, you could always seem like you were preaching to people. People that were unsaved and people that, were, uh, that needed the Lord and I'm afraid what's happening to us is we have stopped inviting people or we have lost the burden uh, to win people to Christ. And I think through our busy lives, like some of you tonight, when I asked you what kind of day you had, and some of you looked at me like, boy, it was one of them days whether it be at work or or at school or wherever it was at, and and man, you just kind of wiped out through the day, and and don't help when it rains all day, and then you go through all that too. But you know what, sometimes our life, we're not careful. We pass people by every day. Uh, We go by them every day, and people need the Lord, and they need us to tell them about the Lord, and they need us to share the gospel. Listen, the Bible says we are sent. By the way, that's not just the missionaries I was on the phone with today. I was on the phone a Missionary Day coming in from Japan. They were landing uh, in Vancouver, Canada and they were coming in and I was calling this missionary family they're going to be taking their family into Japan they just did a survey trip and he called me from the airport in Vancouver when I tried to call him he called me back and listen they had left Japan in the time they got to Vancouver they were going backwards in other words they were almost losing time coming back because of the way time is and you could tell they would give out no doubt they are sent to do what God has called them to do but guess what as much as those missionaries are sent so was brother Todd and miss Linda sent Amen? Brother Clark, I know you know this, but it is required listen, all of us ought to be soul winners. All of us should be sent. Now sometimes here's what we say Well we don't want to bother people Let me ask you a question What if somebody would have never shared the gospel with you What if somebody would have never done that for you What if somebody would have never bothered you What if somebody would have never gave you the gospel Then guess what You wouldn't be sitting here right now And you wouldn't be safe So we have to get past that And say Lord I want you to use my life And help me to be a witness to others The greatest commission is the great commission And all God's children are to tell others about Christ. So in John 20, you see that we're sent. That we're sent. But what are we to share? Take your Bible if you would and go to Luke chapter number 24. Luke chapter number 24. Boy, I tell you what, I love this passage of God's Word. Luke chapter number 24 and verse number 36. Luke 24, verse number 36. If you're there, say amen. amen. Wonderful. Look down there. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said, the peace be unto you. Remember, this is after the resurrection. But they were terrified and frightened, suppose supposed they had seen a Spirit. And he said unto them, Why are you so troubled, and why do thoughts ride in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for I'm a spirit, spirit hath not flesh and bones, as you see me have. So then, he lets his disciples know who he is. But I want you to watch what he tells them to do. He says in verse 44, and He said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was wet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets of Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, they might understand the scripture. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved who Christ the sovereign to rise from the dead the third day. What is all that what is all that in one word? The gospel. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And here's my verse. And ye are witnesses of these things. You say, preacher, who is to share the word of God? All of us. All of us are to share the word of God. Can I say this to you tonight? And I realize tonight, this is not easy for a lot of people because a lot of us struggle to talk to people about things that we, don't know, that we know they don't want to hear about. But here's the thing. Instead of coming up to someone and saying, hey, you don't get saved, you're going to hell, which is the truth, maybe sometimes we could do what Jesus said in this passage and we could share with them the things that God has done for us and that we have seen. Amen. Amen. I've learned it's really easier to do that. It's easy to go to people and say, hey, let me share with you uh, and witness, uh, and let you hear of the witness of the things uh, that we have seen. What things? That Jesus died, Jesus rose, Jesus says that he changed his life. We are all a witness of what Christ has done for us. Amen. I remember telling you that story, I think it's been a good while ago, about when um, I had some guys on a motorcycle website that were trying to argue the Bible. People that lost love to argue the Bible because they want to try to get Christian people all being out of shape and so forth. And I just won't do that. I'm not going, you know, I'm, I'm not great at arguing about something. I'm looking at somebody, but I'm really not when I got to type it because me and spellcheck, you know, we, we have a lot of fellowship. But anyway, I, was, I finally got to a place, and I never responded to that stuff. But I said Lord how can I say something They know I'm a preacher How can I say something And here's what the Lord led me to do I got on there and I began to type it's probably 10 lines and probably took an hour Between typing them and thinking about what I was saying And I was saying fellas Me telling you there is a God And there's not a God It's not going to change your argument right now You're going to say I'm just a Bible believer So I said here's what I'm going to tell you I know what I was I know what Jesus did for me. I know I'm not the same. And I know he changed my life. I had a couple send me private messages. They didn't want to put it, I guess, where other people read it. But a couple of them sent me private messages to say, wow, I never thought about that and I said listen you don't know me you know me as a preacher now but you don't know me before I got saved you don't know the life I live hey you don't know what it feels like the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God neither can he know them for they are spiritual things. you don't know that but let me tell you about it how many of you are thankful for what Jesus did for you? you are aren't you? I mean are you ashamed of it? you're not are you? When God gives you the opportunity, you don't have to beat somebody over the head with your Bible. You don't have to say one, two, three, pray after me and then go check a thing that you got One, I can't stand that mentality. That's, that's making people twofold the child of hell is all that's doing. Right? There's no conviction, no Holy Ghost. There's no salvation. And I know that from my Savior. Now we believe in going and win them, don't we, Brother Parker? But we don't believe going out there and just getting them to say something so we can say, look what we did. Right? This ain't about a notch in the belt. is about people getting saved. But I'll say this to you. God will open up those doors for you and give you the opportunity to share with other people what Christ has done for you. Amen? Get a chance to invite them to the mission conference. And they say, well, where do you go to church? And you say, well, I go to Calabasso. But let, let, for a minute, let me tell you what, man. Let me tell you how Jesus changed my life. See, they're not going to get so bent out of shape when you're not trying to you know, tell them what to do and how to live. But when you begin to share with them what Jesus did for you, they'll listen. Amen. They will listen. I'm telling you. They'll listen. Sometimes they'll say something like this, well, that sounds good for you, but I'm not interested. That's all right. They still heard it. And then other times, they'll think, my goodness, when they walk away, if God did that for them, then God could do that for me as well. Right? Brother John Sr. back there in the back. Could you imagine him going up and saying, I used to be a drug addict, alcoholic, bottom rap music, swear cussed. My life was a mess. Then Jesus. The world would say, well, you got religion. Friend, I'm glad I chunked that religion. <laughs> Amen. I'm glad I know Christ. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, I've got around religious folk, I don't want that. Amen. I want what Jesus has. I, I want what he has for me. And I want to enjoy what he has for me. Amen. Now that's the two we're going to deal with tonight. First of all tonight, God's told us in the word of God, he has told us you're sent. Go share the gospel. Go tell others. Go share the gospel. It's your responsibility. If the Holy Ghost nudges you standing in line at Walmart, get you a gospel or two. Put it in your purse, ladies, or put it in your pocket, fellas. And, and listen, you're not gonna, it's not going to kill you to say, hey, I want to give you something here. You know, go through the line of McDonald's right there at the window or, or, or when all these telemarketers call you, tell them about Jesus. You won't have to keep them long. There's, some, there's one of the things that calls me with a stateful number and by the way can I go and tell all y'all this if you don't pop up on my phone I probably will not answer it just leave a message because there's some company that calls my phone and it's the same thing about some kind of house alarms and they have, I have blocked four or five different numbers from that same company and it would be another number next time so just leave a message and I'll call you back unless you're a telemarketer amen but sometimes, sometimes if, if you get somebody like that, just say, hey, well, since you called me today, I'm not interested now, but let me see if you're interested in this. Right? They send you something in the mail and it's free to send it back, put a gospel track in it and send it back. It won't cost you a thing to shout out the gospel. Amen? God has told us that we are sent. We're sent. And then God has even given us what to share. He said, "Tell them them things. Show them them things that I did for you." Amen, brother Michael. If I asked you right now, "What has the Lord done for you?" What would you say to me? Just, I mean, just off the cuff. If I say, "What has Jesus done for you?" What would you say to me? I had a pretty bad mouth when I was God changed that. Amen. Brother John, if I asked you that question, don't start getting nervous. If you look nervous, I won't ask you. If what what is what would you look at? Well, tell me, John, what's God ever done for you? What would you say? Uh, saved me from my life of um, the direction I was going from Satanism. From Satanism? Yes. You was involved in Satanism. Mm-hmm. You was messing around stuff like that. Yep. And what did you do to get out of that? I didn't do nothing. He saved me. Oh, that's great. Good to hear. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Some of y'all getting real nervous because I'm walking by here. Amen. Amen, I'll stay with the people who can handle it. Brother Charlie, what if I' to walk up to you to prison and say to you, one, like a guy in the prison, Well, what did Jesus ever do for you? What would you tell him God did for you? Change my life? Change your life. And then you could go on and elaborate about the things God's done, right? Yeah. What about Brother Crabtree? Brother Crabtree? What if I said that to you? because you're a little different story. You was religious with him. Yeah. Well I said, what' Jesus do for you? Yeah. What do you mean, out of religion? Out of trying to get to heaven on my own. You went to church, yeah. but you were not going to heaven. No. Why? Because I couldn't get there by myself. I needed to save. So what'd you do? I got saved. How'd and you do I that? Invited Jesus in my heart. <laughs> oh, right. Everybody's got a story, don't you? I mean, I'd listen. I was a lost church member. If I'd have died that day, I took that Dodge Charger up side of that bank and almost hit a telephone pole when I was 16. I'd have went to hell and everybody who got one by me and said, well, praise the Lord. He, Chris is in heaven. I'd have been in hell. I wasn't saved. But I tell people now, look, don't let church membership send you to hell. The name on the roll here ain't near as important. as the name on heaven's roll. Amen. So I want to encourage you tonight to think about it. The next Wednesday night, I want to talk to you two more things about soul winning and witnessing. And listen, guys, we're growing, and God is blessing us. And two more new families Sunday night join the church. God is blessing us. I mean, it is so wonderful. I'm, I'm so excited about what He's doing. But I want to tell you this. We can never stop being a church that's burdened about sinners and wants to win the lost. We have to keep that heart for people that need Jesus. We have to. And a church will die, Brother Woolwich, if it loses that burden for sinners. It'll die. I'm being honest. Morning, Brother Kevin. It'll die. I mean, sometimes through the years when buses break and it gets frustrating or it's hard to get workers on because let's be honest, it takes a lot of commitment to work a bus route. Has to be something in your heart. And there'll be times you think, well, maybe you ought to just not run a bus. But in your heart, Brother Jerry, you know. Just ain't no way you can't do that, Miss. Yeah, just ain't no way, Miss Janet. That's one of 50 moments. Just ain't no way because people need the Lord. People need the Lord. I want Calvary Baptist Church to be a soul winning church. Amen. I want us to have a burden to win people to the Lord a burden to win them to Christ because you're sent and you got something to share. Jesus, tell them things God's done for you. Remember, he even told the man who was there, go back home, tell them what great things God's done for you. Everybody can do that. Well, I'm introverted. Preacher, I can't do that. You're probably no more introverted anybody here than I am. I'll be honest. So what do you mean? You get in front of people and preach to them. So, yeah, it's different. I, and these guys would have to tell you. But when I go to somebody's door or I walk up somebody, I used to even cringe, Brother Grady, Gregory, my pastor. He ever got around you, a whole lot of time he's going to tell you about Jesus. And I'll never forget one day we'd drive down the interstate and the guy had a wreck in front of us, hit the wall, spun his car around in front of us. So I we get out of the car, make sure he's okay, you know. I figured first thing Brother Grady walk up to him and say, Well, you all right? That's not what he said. Brother Grady walked up got a gospel track out and said man you could have died and went, went to heaven and hell right then do you know the Lord wow. and I'm going Brother Grady you know I mean that's kind of blunt, right said, well he ought to make sure he was alright he was making sure he was alright <laughs> amen I can't remember the missionary years ago Mr. Will you remember this he was flying gospel tracks for Fellowship Track League in his plane And he was flying tracks for them in Lebanon, Ohio, Fellowship Track League. He was flying tracks. And for some reason, the guy didn't fuel his plane. I don't know why he didn't fuel his plane, but he's flying his plane, and it runs out of fuel. So he glides. True story now. I was talking to the president of Fellowship Track League. He lands his plane. I can't remember what state he was. On the interstate. Lands it. He ain't got no other choice. He's going to crash or land on the interstate. So when the highway trollman gets there, all the traffic's backed up. Everybody's stopped, and There's a plane sitting on the interstate and they can't find the pilot. He done opened the box of tracks he had in the back and was walking from car to car to car a half mile down the road giving a track to everybody. He said, I can't fly the plane that with no gas in it. Might as well go shower the gospel that I'm carrying on the plane. Boy you know you need to get saved when a man runs a plane out of gas yeah. lands it on the yeah. runway and comes to your car and says you know Jesus amen <laughs> hey, i would be like God done spoke to me yeah. Say so what happened to him I think he got in a lot of trouble but he didn't care why? he ran out of gas I got gospel tracks then people ain't going nowhere my plane's in the road Saturday gospel Oh, they gonna think we're weird. They already think we're weird, <laughs> right? You know, they, they do all this weird stuff to themselves. I mean, man, got a whole jewelry box sometime on their face, and all these tattoo things all over you can't tell. Another, and then sometimes just so weird, and they look at us like we're crazy, right? I mean, they look at us like man, y'all crazy. But but the whole deal is, we're not crazy. We're just peculiar. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Young people, one of the greatest things of your life is to share somebody and tell them about Christ. Right. Right. Tell them what he did for you. Marquis says, tell them, man. Let me tell you what God did for me. Miss Elizabeth, look where God's brought you from. That young girl in school you go to school with, and you know how they are. They put facades to everybody, but y'all know past the Facades because you know them. Just say sometimes, look, you're going through a tough time, let me tell you what you, And you say, well, preacher, what if they rest? We'll bail you out. We'll come get you. Amen. <laughs> hey, we'll come get you, darling. We won't leave you in there. We'll get out there with Bibles and wave them sing Amazing Grace till they let you out. <laughs> Let's stand on our feet tonight. How many of you believe every New Testament Baptist church ought to be a soul-winning church? Amen. Amen. Can I challenge you to do something? Before Sunday... Try to find one person to share with what Jesus has done for you. One person. How hard can it be for one person between now and Sunday? Somebody comes to me and you say, what well, do you think about this hurricane? He say, oh boy, I tell you if it hits my house, I'm glad I know Jesus. Right? Huh? Somebody said, "Well, that wind's blowing hard. The wind blowing, we're in Lister. <laughs> amen. And, amen. Right? I mean, somebody comes up to you, and says it's hotter than Hades today. You look at them. I didn't say a bad word. You look at them, you say, oh, yeah, but you don't have to go to Hades. Right? Yeah. Hallelujah. One person between now and Sunday. I want to challenge some of you to try to bring one person to church Sunday. One person. One person. One per one person you go to school with one person you work with or you know one person to church just meet somebody say will you go to church with me Sunday do not you introduce them to me when you bring them Sunday one person you can find somebody who wants to go to church ask them ask them amen all you guys that are called to preach in this church i I, I know churches that if you called to preach in it you either work on the bus ministry or you don't preach in the pulpit Because if you don't go soul winning, they don't want you in their pulpits. I mean, I know, I go in church with 20 guys that stand up and say, I'm from so-and-so, I'm called to preach. I'm from so-and-so, and so and they all name the same church. Don't none of them go soul winning. Don't none of them knock on doors. Don't none of them help on bus routes. They call to preach, but they do absolutely nothing. Right? Now, I'm not saying our guys do that, but I'm just saying, you know, because I think all of our preaching, we have visitation go. I would hope they do. If you don't, you don't need to preach up here. Right? If you don't care about sinners up here, you ain't going to care about them out there. Or out there, you're not going to care about them up here. Say, Father, <coughs> I pray you'd open up doors for us. Lord, I pray this week somebody in this building will get a great opportunity and they'll come to me and say, Pastor, I got to tell somebody what the Lord did for me this week. Lord, I got to believe that would so encourage their heart. Lord, I pray for our teenagers that, Lord, maybe it's school, whether it's Christian, public school, and I pray, Lord, even those in home homeschool and they're out with their parents would be able to say, hey, let me just tell you what Jesus did for me. Lord, I pray you'd give us opportunity. And then, Lord, maybe we could get burdened about one person. We're going to try our best to get to come to church with us. Just one person. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to do so. We'll thank you for all you do for us. In Christ's name and all God's people said. Stay right there a second. <coughs> I want to share something with you all I had in some notes and then I'll let you go home if I can find it. If I can't find it, I won't linger long and I'll let you go. Um, Listen to this little statement. Wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody in the world had a church like this church to worship in, to fellowship in, to raise their families in, to get married in, and to teach their children in? Wouldn't it be wonderful if a church that was a good Bible-believing church could have somebody come that had an opportunity to have one of them things that you guys have. And can I say this? People need the Lord.